Welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Reno, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. Well, we are discussing a topic today that uh, is in the news everywhere. Uh, the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus is all over the place, and many of us are uh, in some form or variety of self-quarantine, and we are uh, trying to uh, respond to that uh, as a church. And in light of that, uh, I have a guest on the podcast today, uh, Pastor Matt Timmons, who is the pastor of Hopewell Church uh, in Ashland. Matt, welcome to Crossview Radio. John, as always, it's good to be with you. I appreciate everything that you're doing over there in Oroville, and uh, really glad to have the opportunity to to chat about these current events and uh, get some of your perspective and share together some of what we think God's words is saying. Um, this is for those of you who have listened to Crossview Radio for a while now. Uh, this is the second time we've had Matt on, and we was it church membership? What did we talk about last time? Uh, yeah, I believe it was just kind of the the power of the yeah. local church. Yeah, so um, always been encouraged uh, to to have you on and uh, to talk uh, theology and ministry together. So looking forward to our our conversation today. Um, and, and a lot of this, and we kind of talked a little bit before in the beginning, um, before we started recording here, just the fact that part of this podcast is going to be a little bit of just processing it together, throwing things back and forth. Um, so looking forward to, uh, to doing that together. So I guess maybe let me just start off by asking you, um, how are you processing this, uh, in terms of, you know, like I I would say for me a, a week ago, I was looking at all of this virus stuff and I was saying, you know, people buying toilet paper, what in the world is going on here? This this has gotten out of hand. Um, And it seems like within the last week, a a lot has come out to indicate that it may be more serious than we initially thought. Um, How are you processing it in those terms of uh, how serious this is and how you guys are responding to it? Yeah, I'm completely with you, Um, really playing it day by day, uh, seeking to be faithful in the moment, because who who knows what tomorrow will bring? Uh, It seems like uh, something comes out every day that's um, uh, uh, wild and, uh, you know, way different than the norm that life has been lived up to this point. so we're the same place. We just this week uh, we we rent a facility in Ashland to have church, and and they were following some of the protocols that the, have been uh, have been mentioned of of gatherings. So we went. <clears throat> we're basically looking to to go online here, trying to uh, fill the void and kind of scattering here and there. So yeah, we're probably basically everywhere that everybody else is by now. Sure. So they, you're saying they um, close the doors on you guys? Yeah. Well, we were we were thinking that uh, it would probably come about. Uh, we were wondering what we should do ourselves, and uh, um, and so we thought we better ask them to see what what they 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 would like. And sure enough, they they made the decision for us basically. So right. And and you know they're looking after the the people their their uh, their company. So sure. good for them. Yeah, we um so a- as a church we 
we met last Sunday, which would have been, well, uh, depending on when this, when, when we air this, we met, I should say on March 15th. Um, and that we're recording this on, on Thursday, the 19th of March. Um, but we met on the 15th and our plan is to not meet in person on the 22nd, which is this coming Sunday. And we're, we're we have, uh, some things in line, uh, that we'll, we'll be doing for online. Um, so we'll be, uh, our, our sermon will be uh, live stream. And then also, uh, our interaction, we're going to try to do via zoom, uh, where you can have a room full of people, uh, interacting together. We may try doing a prayer meeting like that or something of that nature, but with you guys, we're, um, moving to some online things and we're doing a week by week evaluation. So we're not saying, you know, we're closing down for a month or whatever. We're just each week we'll reevaluate. So that's kind of where we are as a church. Yeah. It's uh live by faith today is really where it's at. Yeah. Um, one of the things, so maybe we can talk a little bit about, um, and, and I think you and I, I, I think you can clarify, I think we share just a little bit of the, um, who do you trust? Uh, do we trust <laughs> the government? Do, do we trust the media? Um, and for me, some of that has played in to this whole thing. Uh, to give you an example, I, I think it was, um, it might've been Moeller that was commenting, uh, maybe last year, uh, the most recent, uh, hurricane in Florida. Uh, and he said, you know, the media hypes up every hurricane so that when there's a real hurricane, you don't know the difference between, uh, what's the hype and what actually is dangerous. And, and I think for me, sometimes for me, the media has gotten to that point to where I just, you just don't know whether what they're saying is legit or not. And, and there's been a lot of uncertainty and there was something that I heard this week, uh, that really kind of, um, solidified it for me. Um, (laughs) I guess maybe shouldn't say solidified, but something this week that I didn't know, uh, that, that I found out. And I'm just going to play to you a quick clip here of, um, uh, let's see, this is Dr. Compensa. And he is, um, forgive me here, I'm, I'm forgetting his uh, role. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up here and find it. But he is um, at the Orville Altman Hospital. And uh, he also is, here it is, he's the EMS, he is the EMS medical director and ER trauma doctor for Altman Orville Hospital. Um, and I attended the city council meeting on Monday night. And he, brought in some information that I did not know before, and I'm just going to play it here and interested to get your response to it. But over the years, I guarantee you, all of us have been exposed somehow to the different strains of flu. So all of us have at least a certain amount of immunity already built up in our system. And even for those that aren't immunized with influenza, we call it herd immunity, those people, there's so many of us already vaccinated, other people already exposed, that even those that didn't get vaccinated almost have a little bit of protection because the herd, all everybody else, pretty much keeps the virus suppressed. With coronavirus, that doesn't exist. There is no immunity. None of us have ever built up any immunity to it. We know right now there's no vaccine, although actually today they finally did a test of the first subject we received. Corona vaccine, 
um, and we really don't have any specific treatment. So the thing, did you catch all that? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. is a little echoey there uh, in the recording that they had. So I, I was there at the council meeting and they had a recording that they put out afterwards uh, for that. Um, so the thing that he said that helped, cause, cause as this was unfolding, my response was, you know, look at all the deaths that we have from the flu. Why are we not responding to the flu? Like we're responding to this and his, his, um, input was something that no one had said before, at least that I had heard. And that was that with the flu, we have what he called a herd immunity, Mm -hmm. uh, which is to say that we have the ability to keep it somewhat suppressed so that doesn't go exponentially out of control in our culture. Um, but with this, because it's new, even though the, the impact is not as much as the flu today, it has the potential to exponentially grow out of control. Um, and to have a lot more deaths. So that, that was a piece of information that I had not realized before, um, that was helpful to me in, in kind of thinking through this thoughts on that. Yeah, that's similar to what I have heard. And, you know, I'm not a doctor and, um, I don't pretend to be one on TV either. I, sure. <laughs> I, um, going back to what you said, there you have to pick and weed through uh, the the media as to what is being propagated, right. what information is out sure. there. I'm for one. Uh, I'm like you. I think the media is very much a, a plague in and of itself. Um, that they've cried wolf so many times that, Mm -hmm. you know, they, it's one of the things about humanism is that it is one of the most apocalyptic religions that are, that really exists. I mean, they, a lot of people make fun of the guy with the sandwich board that says, um, repent, uh, the end is near. Uh, but you really, you find, uh, uh, the, the media, inflames everything and sure. and helps to get good ratings if you have a, a nice end times uh, apocalypse yeah, they, upon you they have but, their own version of their their end times and they're sounding the alarm i mean climate change is one of them you know <laughs> if we don't do something in whatever 10 years nine years it changes every day but if you don't do something it's the end of the world kind of thing yeah it's a repent the end is near right um, yeah but you know the the, the covid virus here uh, yeah i've heard similar things that it's a, a new story strand and that's why they're taking extra precautions and and wanting to make sure that um, safety issues are put in place right so this and this is where and and you know we, we both feel the tension of this and it's it's really trying to wade through which authorities are worth trusting obviously we know no questions asked that the word of god is our ultimate final authority. And so we'll be looking to some passages uh, in that. But uh, outside of the word, um, you know, we have to we have to decide what authorities can we trust. And, and there is going to be some kind of, I think, to a degree, uh, you know, an uncertainty. Um, C.S. Lewis put in Mere Christianity, he said a man who jibbed at authority in other things, as some people do in religion, would have to be content to know nothing all his life. <laughs> and he's got a point in that. And so as Christians, we're processing through this. You know, the authorities tell us that, you know, evolution is true. Well, we reject that as Christians because God's word says that God created in seven days or six days and 
so on and so forth. Um, so there are going to be things um, that the secular authorities are going to tell us, and we're going to say, no, this conflicts with God's word. We have to go with God's word on this. Um, and then there are going to be things like this, where we say, like you said, they've cried wolf so many times, should I trust this authority? And yet um, we've got to do you know, the best we can to, to wade through this. So I would say um, that I've seen a lot of people attacking each other Christians, you know, you're uh, evil if you cancel your church service and do it online, uh, and vice versa. And and I think I would say, get your perspective on this, I think as pastors and ministry leaders, um, we just need to have a, a little bit of space for letting our brothers and sisters um, process this, knowing that we'll come to different conclusions in some of these areas. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And uh, as with a lot of things, when it comes to medicine, uh, sickness, and disease, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of it revolves around Christian liberty. Um, sure. People are going to take. Uh, this is an area where there is going to be uh, some some disagreement, um, maybe even radical di- disagreement. Um, but it, it it boils down to. Uh, uh, how are we living in this moment together to glorify mm-hmm. Christ? Uh, you know, <clears throat> when you talk about disease, you know, the Bible speaks so much to it because uh, plagues and mm-hmm. pestilence and and uh, disease is something that people have struggled with all through history. We've been blessed lately, uh, I think, because of the advancement of God's power over the earth, uh, that we've seen a, a great deal of, of um, blessing in regards to um, health care and preventing the disease. Sure. Uh, so we, we, there's a sense in which this is foreign to us, uh, and therefore, it, it makes it a little bit more scary. Uh, but knowing that God does deal with this so deeply in Scripture is is a great comfort that we have resources at our disposal. Uh, maybe it's not going to make us recover overnight, uh, but it it gives our souls something to to have an anchor. Talk talk a little bit about maybe some of those texts that we can go to uh, where God's word addresses some of these things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of the, the biblical data has to do with plague and pestilence as being uh, a curse that God sends upon those who, who don't fear him. For instance, mm-hmm. um, the most prominent perhaps of all scriptures, the plagues on Egypt, uh, sure. those were a radical demonstration of God's sovereignty over uh, the the earth against the Egyptian gods and um, the different things that happened to that land and to the people of that land. Um, you also have places like Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, where it goes through the uh, the blessings for obedience and the curses mm-hmm. for disobedience. And, and some of the things that are listed there are that, that God's going to bring um, I think I have my Bible open here to Leviticus 26. It says, and I'll do this. Uh, I will visit you with panic and with wasting disease, uh, with fever that consumes the eyes. Uh, it will make your heart ache. Um, you know, that's a demonstration of, of God's uh, discipline, his wrath against those who fail to live in obedience unto him. Um, but then there are also passages that are 
they're talking about uh, simply just dealing with the misery of this life. You know, since the fall, death and sickness and disease have been a part of this world. It's just a result of, of living in a sin-filled, fallen world. And I'm thinking particularly of places that... Uh, talk about leprosy uh you know leviticus 13 and 14 talk about you know if you find a white spot on your skin and and there's a couple different passages in scripture that talk about putting the 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 leper outside the camp uh, is recognizing quarantining them yes yes um recognizing that hey people are going to have disease what do we do with them in, in the meantime and it doesn't say anything that that this is something that god has brought against them because they are wicked it's just something that they've been born with kind of like in, when jesus heals the man born with blindness so who made him this way his parents or him right. and sin uh, no it's just god that's just their, the providence that's come to their life so would you say that it's presumption because you've got two Obviously, let's back up a little bit here before I ask this. God's sovereign over both of those aspects. Mm-hmm. Just the 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 daily, there are going to be uh, just consequences of 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 the fall. Uh, we're going to get sick. People are going to die. And then you reference some of the the passages in the Old Testament where God sends uh, this as part of His judgment on people. Um, so God's sovereign over all of that. Uh, but is it presumptuous for somebody to say the coronavirus is God's judgment against a specific sin or um, to say, oh, no, it's not God's judgment, but it's just part of, you know, the the nature just running itself down kind of thing? Right. Uh, It's a question to ponder. It was not one that can be answered definitely. Uh, If you'd ask me, well, you think this is God's wrath? I'll say, I don't know. But it sure makes you want to think about your sins. And sure. uh, It's a good opportunity to to say, Lord, are you you bringing something against us? And of course, you know, it's still very mild. Uh, The current situation is, is still very mild in comparison to you know the bubonic plague that wiped out masses of humanity Uh, but it's uh, um, thornwell a early american uh, presbyterian uh, he had a a great sermon where he talked about how uh, whenever disaster hits a nation uh, we can't tell whether it's the judgment of god but we can be looking at ourselves in deciding where are we personally and nationally uh, at faults that this could be a judgment of God? Right. Yeah, and I, I would I would affirm all that you're saying there. I think there there are people that I'm hearing that are saying, "Well, this is this is God's judgment on our nation," and uh, I, I I I'm with you in that. I just want to say yes, it could be, but I don't want to be presumptuous. And, and say that I know God's doing this because of these reasons. Um, the example that I go to uh, would be Luke 13. Um, yeah. And there, Jesus is speaking to um, some people who had seen some pretty bad stuff. And uh, the, these Galileans, Pilate mingles with the sacrifices um, and, and they suffer because of this. And then there's this tower in Siloam that falls and kills people. 
And Jesus says, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? He said, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will likewise perish. What I find interesting is that Jesus still uses the suffering as an opportunity for repentance, which is what you were saying. Mm-hmm, right. You're saying, you're, you're saying, you know, basically, if, if I'm not putting words in your mouth, let's not presume that we know what God's doing here, but look at yourself and you, you need to repent, basically, um, kind of idea. Is that the response that we're to have? Yeah, you're right. The, the only way we can tell the will of God is through the word of God. I mean, the, the word of God speaks clearly about what sure. God did in events past. It, it does not speak specifically to my instance this, at this moment in terms sure. of the winds that are blowing. Uh, it yeah. guides me for today based on those principles of the past. But uh, we really, we leave these things in the, the hands of God, uh, the secret will of God, you might say, that, mm-hmm. uh, that only he knows at this time. And this is, I, I think, uh, if if there's any time, you know, in in our, you know, recent history for us to pursue the world with the gospel, there there are people who are genuinely uh, distraught by this. Um, there are people who are worried, who are fearful, and this is a great opportunity to point people to the hope of Christ, the the hope of the gospel. And I think to push that um, that biblical command to repent, uh, we don't know why God's doing all that He's doing. Part of His secret will, as you've uh, noted, but um, call people to repent and trust upon Christ. And perhaps maybe God is using this in part um, to uh, to to do that in in people's lives. Absolutely. If anything, this this moment in time, uh, it is to magnify the gospel. Uh, whether it's sickness or in health, you know, it is it is a call for us to recognize the supremacy of God, that He is our only hope, and uh, to realize again, uh, we are frail beings. We yep. uh, we are yep. created in such a way that uh, something microscopic can easily mm-hmm. take us out. And that's where we must cast ourselves upon the mercies of the Lord and trust that uh, he will bring deliverance and ultimately uh, the, the hope of eternal life that only he can grant us in Jesus Christ. That yeah. in Christ, as his body was deteriorated and uh, destroyed there on the cross, he, he was taking in himself all the sickness and disease so that we might have an eternal healing for life. This is, in many ways, um, this is like a, a, a Tower of Babel moment here. I mean, ev- everything is just coming to a halt. And like you said, how frail are we? We, we, you know, a month ago, we, you know, our society, you know, we think we can accomplish anything. We could, we could do anything we want. And, you know, I mean, actually, this is interesting for all the the faith healers and the name it and claim it uh, <laughs> folks out there, you know, I mean, you, you can't just, you can't, you can't do a Joel Osteen and walk out there and say, 
you know, coronavirus is not real. Coronavirus is not real. And, and it, ch- it doesn't change anything. Um, yeah. we, we've got to go back to, uh, to the word. And I think it's, if, if anything, God is just showing us how dependent we are, uh, how needy we are, how frail we are. And that should only elevate in our minds our need for the gospel and our need for uh, redemption in Christ. Uh, if this is not a, a wake-up call for us, I, I don't know what, what is. All right, let's uh, take a break there, and uh, Lord willing, we will plan on coming back next week and touching base uh, with uh, a little bit more of the biblical data on how we can be encouraged uh, during these times. What does God's Word have to say about trials, and uh, how does that apply to our current COVID-19 situation? So we look forward to uh, touching base with you again then. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We normally meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA, but we are currently meeting online. Uh, you can find that link at our website at crossvieworville.com live. Again, that's crossvieworville.com live.